0: like we get passionate about this that's one. Yeah. yeah right oh yeah yeah i can't I, right? the, the whole mic abroad I, I won't ever so, I mean, it's not even the mic it's the rap and the well, all this stuff it's intensity behind it. it's like, like you put too much energy into this and not realizing the value of an energy like and everything is energy everything's energy and everything is energy. so and you're energy. putting your value into something that has, and then you realize why you're stuck in that loop NPCs. NPC non-player
1: characters yeah think about it like in the in the matrix you have a protagonist antagonist you have people that uh, that are playing the game and then you have people who are in the game who's the mm-hmm. majority of characters yeah the one's playing the one's just in it. The one's in it there is no such thing as a simulation that works where you have everyone wait just like this on capitalistic society where there's a hundred percent though one percent one percent don't ever want it to be hundred percent. Right? Like why they, would they? Why would they? You would be wealthy if you shared. And
0: societies historically that share never grew. shit as is um. shit has uh, its benefits and its consequences. Mm-hmm. What's up? I'm gonna go You got something? No, but David, you can bring it through if you want. You, you want oh, I'll take some
1: wine. Yeah, yeah, we got wine. Yeah, one. one.
0: Okay. All right, so we got that vodka, Black Mama vodka. It's pretty good. It's like... Go, what could you miss it with? Bro. Straight straight? No, it's sweet, bro. Try, try, try. Try before we do anything. All right. All right anyway, let, let, let's start because I'm super excited right now. It's a non-verbal uh, uh, indian right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, oh, you should sign up. The no, I'm coming. I didn't like to record. Before. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah <laughs>
0: okay, so does, oh. like, we can capture some good moments. But anyway, I want to... Hey, welcome back, brother. Welcome back. Yes. Happy to I thought it was very uh, interesting from the moment that we were talking. Every time we had a topic in mind that we wanted to discuss, mm-hmm. we always did that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We never stick to that mm-hmm. one topic because something else comes up that's deeper than what it is. An that we actually had. So that's an indicator of minds coming together mm-hmm. and sparking off, and then mm-hmm. it goes in different directions. So we can start off with something, Good. and then all of a sudden, it claims to someplace else. That's and that's why I love having conversation with you because it's very stimulating. Always. And it really gets me going. But um so Congratulations. It's, it's yeah, shout day. out to Black Mama. Let's not forget that the drink is what it's hitting, right? Is it? Yeah, that's black, mama about. black Mama about that. <laughs> Um But yeah, let's let's keep it going. Mm-hmm. So first of all, congratulations. All right. Two two things. You got married. All right. Best decision of my life. Best decision. Yeah. And you on a roll. Yeah. You Forbes magazine. Yeah. Raise a hundred million dollars. Shout out to 100 million first one. You feeling good? Um, I'm feeling like I need nine more of those hundreds. <laughs> so, uh, I agree with, I agree with you, but how are you feeling right now? Do you feel like now the work begins or do you feel like, you know, I I, I can be comfortable a little bit? Neither. Um, never complacent
1: and never comfortable from the position of no longer have a desire like we can just gonna make this work mm-hmm. with a hundred. So, no, don't feel like that. Um, and also uh, excited Um, it's it's part of the process Mm -hmm. to build a business that we know at Resi, shout out to Resi, Mm -hmm. R-E-Z-I and and, and Resi.com right but to run our business at scale which is creating available apartments that you can rent instantaneously through our technology it requires
0: a lot of capital because we are effectively guaranteeing rent to landlords and then we turn around and we control the leasing process for tenants Mm -hmm. Um, to do
1: that means i have to guarantee a lot of leases to a lot of landlords
2: at scale being in every state or the top 50 markets or the top 100 countries it's going to take a lot of capital so success means i have billions of dollars outside or outstanding that i'm paying landlords to accrue properties that I control for two to five years, my leasing term. And knowing
1: that the biggest goal is to be the largest, most dominant player, um, and we're the first mover. Mm-hmm. So there's no competitors yet, mm-hmm. it's a lot of
2: land, but growth is like the name of the game. Right. The 100 is just like a starting point. The 100 is like a piece. Mm-hmm. The real puzzle requires billions. And I'm okay with that. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think because it requires building billions, that we're never
1: satisfied but because it requires billions raising a it's just like cool that's part of the process I needed it mm-hmm. hopefully next one 150 and after one after that's 250 I, I, I need a couple bill right right so it's, just, it's to me it's just another step like Forbes shout out to them we love it um, Resi, as a co-founder it's, mm-hmm. it's 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 my my biggest passion project outside of like loving my wife and raising mm-hmm. my children or my child
0: um, and more has to come, so we need more. So more is coming. More is coming. Right. Especially with the idea that you you mentioned earlier. Oh, so yeah. More is coming. Shout out to that one. So no, but um how does it feel to be married though? Like married now like, that has a feeling. Right? Yeah. yeah. The hundred billion,
1: or hundred million, um, look at me speaking into existence. Yeah. The hundred million is cool, part of the process. Married life, marrying my soulmate, my best friend, my son's mother. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to Emily that feels incredible. I think every day since we've been married, to answer the answer initial question around the Forbes 100 million, not a lot of feeling behind it and not a lot of uh,
2: complacency at all. The feelings I feel right now are 100% driven by my marriage. So right. getting married to um, Emily Christopher has been a life changer even without the fact that we've been together for eight on nine
1: years. Mm-hmm. It is different. It's totally different. Mm-hmm. I still randomly will lay on
0: lay on the couch and look at her like, "Yo, you're my wife." Like, "Oh my god, we're yeah, Jerry." Yeah, it changed, like, changed, the, the dynamic changed. And to her, it probably hasn't. I yeah. think. I think. No, I think for her too. Because, sure, but
1: because, I think because. I think hers is probably more mental. Mine is one hundred percent emotional.
2: Mm. Right. I think mental.
1: That's usually how right? it Usually reverse. I think mentally, my wife is one hundred percent like, "All right, cool, Keenan finally signed up. He's in the game." I've been there, he's finally matching me. Right, right. I think emotionally, I didn't mature enough to be ready to be a husband until much later than she was ready to be a wife. Right, 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 So she's been here the whole time, and mm-hmm. I've been doing this. Right, and right, I'm right. finally doing this with her. So we're on the same line, mm-hmm. same path, same speed. And I think, yeah, she's just been running faster. I'm finally running fast. I had a lot more training to go through. And the feeling of it feels, it's a daily feeling. Mm-hmm. Like, you can wake up and lay next to your girlfriend, and be like what's up babe and you can wake up next to your wife and be like what's up babe but i think when you get out that bed and you know what that lifestyle is mm-hmm. it is totally different it's different
0: it, people people may think of it as just That's a title of change no but it's way more it's way more than that and it's then you want change. this euphoria it's like you feel this high that you I'm want high. yeah the high is amazing. You calm down after a while, but I'm the sure. high is amazing. Yeah, I mean, because
1: yeah. you also kind and you get into the repetition, right? You got the mm-hmm. lifestyle, and I think, I think mean, for us, you know, and, and again, this uh, speaks to Emily's position of her already being on that path, right? So in twenty twenty two, this year, we got married. We got engaged, mm-hmm. planned a wedding, mm-hmm. and got married, mm-hmm. and she's a partner. In the family office, yeah. she runs the family office. Yeah. She's CEO. Yeah, yeah there you go. We started the family office, mm-hmm. so trust fund for our son. My equity and shares moved around, right? Actual capital put together the trust. So we started the family office with an attorney the whole time. She's CEO of that. We bought a house, closed on it, and moved in in twenty twenty two. We then started some renovations on the house. So you got the house the move and a project.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, definitely pause on future projects for now. Cause like that's, that's a whole different emotional mm-hmm. scale. Like mm-hmm. moving them was heavy enough from my heart. And then dealing with contract and yeah, yeah. So, so, so we, st- no, we offense no offense contractors. no defense contractors. Mm-hmm. we need you, but like we can't do it all together. So yeah. we did, we, we finished the first project, which was phenomenal uh, to get us really comfortable moving in. Uh, but, but literally got engaged, planned a wedding, found, bought, closed and moved into a house, mm-hmm. created a, a trust and a family office. Um, which is where all of our assets are moved and all the business entities are controlled. Her organization, her job took like a different levels, excuse me, of scale. Mm-hmm. And then Resi did
2: too. The 100 mil, right, right, the, right.
1: the big news, the growth. Right. When, I think when I first met you last year, we were in eight cities, we're in 20 cities now. Wow. Um, and all that happened this calendar year. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, you know, that's like having like three different babies in one year, right? Yeah. So we did pretty much everything we possibly could do except having another kid. Mm-hmm. And so it's a really heavy year. I think that is more emotionally drawing than, than numbers,
0: because the hundred mil is just is numbers on a piece of paper. Right. Right. Let's talk about um, the hundred mil. Sure, you know, sure. Being on a piece of paper. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so a lot of people may not understand what how VC works, right? Yeah. Right capital. And remember, hundred mil is debt, so it's not VC equity. Right? Hold yeah. Hold it walk Explain
1: that to them. Sure. So I think the biggest differential is people need to recognize there's two ways to finance or to capitalize a company. Mm-hmm. Um, you can finance it with debt, which is a loan, right? Mm-hmm. Or there's an interest rate attached to it. Or you can finance it with a cash equity, which means you trade ownership stake for cash, mm-hmm. right? So those are the two main ways. That 100 million is effectively a big credit facility for Resi for us to fund the business model. Uh, very different than if we raise like 50 million in equity, that we have to like give up a piece of company for it.
2: Mm-hmm
0: and that's a, and that's a huge difference
1: very big one one is literally interest rate where cash flow takes care of it the other one is i've given a piece of my baby to someone and i can't get it back mm-hmm. forever when you're going through that process like um let's walk walk me through
0: it sure you, know, you you decided to say listen we need extra capital so that way we can actually you don't want to get you don't want to be part of acquisition. You want to scale your business mm-hmm. from the start. Yeah. You want to at least grow as much as you can yep. without having to give off too much equity to different people, right? But how sure. do you... Walk me through that process, like, from yeah. start to finish. You decide to say, this, I want to raise funds. What do you do from there? I think our story... My answer is different than the general answer for how
1: it works. Mm-hmm. My answer for, for us was we already had an established smaller facility that we just grew. So my hundred million is not fresh, mm-hmm. right? By no means did my co-founders and I just one day popped up and said we want to do a buck and went out and found someone that gave us a hundred. Our partner was an existing partner that had already given us capital, that had already been paid back, that had already been, we had already been a profitable borrower. Mm-hmm. And so they upsized it. So, so you had leverage. Had, we had tons of leverage because yeah. so we had performance. Correct. So, so my hundred is, is seven years in the making like let me not even act as if this is like an instagram hype video mm-hmm. um we started this company we started this version of the business model in 2017 right so you know uh, jan 2017 so we're, we're six years into this one with year seven mm-hmm. so that's how we got the 100. we had six years of performance existing capital partners already paid back smaller size facilities that we had set up for ourselves so the hundred is just a, outcome based on uh, historical performance for anyone looking to start the process of going out to get capital debt or equity the from scratch answer is you have to build a predictable revenue business model Mm -hmm. right to be super super simple you have to literally go out and create an enterprise that has
2: revenue that's easily forecastable Mm -hmm.
1: I can put into an Excel spreadsheet month one we made fourteen hundred dollars month two that will grow to $1,600 and there's some um, exponent or multiple that that money will continue to grow and excel by mm-hmm. every single month. Yes, expenses will grow too, but the profit margin will eventually widen. Mm-hmm. Right? Um, and so I think it's really business-dependent. The deeper answer to your question, I gave you the function of how do you go out and go to raise money. You have a business model that makes money, it's repeatable, and
2: it's mm-hmm. it's forecastable. But the actual true answer of how do you go out and raise money is There's a
1: big distinguishing business, or there's a big distinguish, there's a big, there's a lot to distinguish between businesses that can raise and can't. Mm -hmm. The businesses that can raise equity and debt often are predictable revenue businesses that have
2: scale. A predictable revenue business also could be a corner store, Mm -hmm. it could be a
1: bodega, it could be a car wash, it could be a restaurant, it could be brick and mortar, it could be a single location. That does not raise venture equity. Right, An investor
2: who puts equity cash out to take and return shares, mm-hmm. they don't want small, one-off businesses. Mm-hmm. But that's OK. Small businesses have an entire
1: different food group of places to raise capital, mm-hmm. the government, grants. The US is built on small business. So you actually never have to even talk about VC or venture capital equity if you run a small business. If you run a small business, you go right to the debt. You go right to the loans. You go right to the SBA. Right? There's so much there. Um, So I think that's where you start. If you're listening to this and you're trying to understand, or you're watching this because the title says venture capital or whatever you're going to title Mm -hmm. this conversation, how to raise VC equity, or just insights to VC, just know there's a small proportion of businesses that can raise VC equity. The majority of businesses can't. Mm -hmm. So just to get that easiest thought to understand through um, to you is really important. And if you can't raise VC equity because you're a standalone business, you're brick and mortar, you don't plan to scale, you're from Queens. You want to be the biggest donut shop in Jamaica. Mm-hmm. You want 10 locations. Hard, you got to compete against Dunkin Donuts. Hard, you got to compete against Starbucks and Krispy Kreme. So getting one off the ground is a lot. Mm-hmm. By the time you get to 2 that there'll be also a whole lot. By the time you get to double digit in the that's probably your second generation doing that. But you never plan on leaving Queens, and that's OK. You'll never raise VC equity. You don't have to. Mm-hmm. You go government, you go bank, you go SBA. Mm-hmm. If you're the kid it what I'm about talking? if you go um angel investors even them angel investors want a piece of revenue good question i think if i'm from queens and i come from a family that's got the
2: biggest you know Ford dealership in queens mm-hmm. i have i got i have some money i come from the money
1: if i'm an angel investor and i got friends who want to do brick and mortar businesses and i give them money for a donut shop or a car wash i'm not taking necessarily shares in their business i own a piece and that piece is equivalent to how much of a percentage of their revenue i take so even if i'm an angel investor in brick and mortar businesses that can't raise vc equity because you are right there are two types of angel investors mm-hmm. angel investors that back startups tech startups that raise vc equity and angel investors that back brick and mortar businesses mm-hmm. the the brick and mortar business angel only does it for cash flow the angel that invests in tech companies does it for that tech company to have eventual sale. Well, to have an exit, Mm -hmm. their scale means one day they have a higher likelihood of someone buying them. Mm -hmm. So there's a future cash play. Right? right? Future expectation. And that's where I make my money if I back a tech company as an angel investor or Mm -hmm. VC. Mm -hmm. But if I'm back in a brick and mortar business, I'm doing that because month one, they make revenue and I get a piece of it. Mm -hmm. Eventually, they may or may not sell, but at the end of the day, I'm not doing it for the long game.
2: I'm doing it because every single month, that's going to pay me back some money. Right, right. right. And with the other one, so.
0: I do want to t- I, want, I want to circle back real quick sure. let's say now you know i have I have a deck uh let's start from scratch mm-hmm. i have a deck and you're a founder i'm a founder okay. okay and i'm and i'm doing semi semi okay and but i'm looking to get some funding and i know two one of the criterias that i think is very valuable in my opinion but yeah. i want to hear your thoughts right sure. so there's two things you want to focus on right one one is Let's see how, how can I scale this business, right? Yep. And the other thing is, who do I need on board to make sure this business is successful?
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Now, as somebody that has been through the whole VC journey, what, what is the crucial thing that you think that validates somebody to go ahead to go start asking for money? Is it that people look
2: into your team? Or is it that people look to see if you can be profitable?
0: Or it could be a combination of both? Most often...
2: A little bit more context is needed. Is this your first time? or you a first time founder? Let's look from
1: scratch. But are you from scratch? Yeah, have you done it before? No. No. Your first time No, founder? first time. Right? Okay, first time. So if you're a first time founder, the answer is not um, profitable. It's can you secure your first customer? Mm-hmm. Just starts there. Profitability is a very far fetched margin for or concept for a first time founder. It's going to take you a long time for you to actually be profitable. Most often, the goal is just to break even. So profitability is not really on the table, and mm-hmm. team really is on the table. If you're a first-time founder, your biggest proof point of success: can I raise some equity capital from an investor? Is can you find a customer, and can that customer pay you, and is that customer paying you repeatable? Mm-hmm. If so, then I'd say how do you go from one customer to two, two to four, four to eight, eight to sixteen, sixteen, and so on, as a multiple. Mm-hmm. Excuse me, that level of growth as a First-time founder is the first line of defense for am I able to raise equity? Because if I can find a customer, they pay me, and I can grow that customer, and I can double that customer size, then there's there's a there there. Mm-hmm. Most conversations won't start until you can prove there's a there there. Mm-hmm. Now, separately, if you're like a three, four-time founder, you've done this. Like if I, my next venture mm-hmm. will be my fourth company. It's easier for me
0: with a concept of my next you got venture a track record because I'm a track record. Mm-hmm. That's it. And you can't. And you can leverage that track record to say, uh, listen, every company that I've been a part of been profitable, and we were able to exit. Right or or, or had exit. It doesn't
1: have to be profitable. Right, right. Right. A lot of companies lose money until they grow huge and get bought. Mm-hmm. That happens to that happens more often mm-hmm. than not. Profitability is actually really not the margin of success because profitability is far fetched from a perspective of it being meaningful. You can go public losing money you can go public just with scale i think the market now has proven profitability is more important which mm-hmm. is probably why you're using that word more than the first time we mm-hmm. met. now when the market's terrible everyone's focused on profitability absolutely does it actually make money not fake money like you know just deal size or vanity metrics does it actually have income expense and a remainder all sure. right? right and so i think from today's perspective profitability is important but only for late stage companies i think if you're early stage you have to prove you can be profitable mm-hmm. but that proof point usually is early to the customers that are paying
0: mm-hmm. so now you have a user case scenario like you, you can prove that you can get customers mm-hmm. you can prove that you can turn one customer to two customers mm-hmm. what cool. is the, what's the next step gotcha good question
1: if you can prove that you can secure a customer and grow that customer base mm-hmm. and grow that revenue then your next step is team because usually product no matter if you're a first-time founder or a four-time founder, product is iterative. You're always going to change. Resi's product has, is on no BS, probably business model version 12. Mm-hmm. Iteration 6.
2: We're always tweaking the model. Um, and it also really depends on your product. So we're being really general
1: with my answers because mm-hmm. it could be a healthcare product. It could be anything, could be anything yeah, right? Yeah. But the tech mm-hmm. founder, early stage, first time. Um, Nexus team. As a leader, your biggest line of demarcation of success is product and team and then the market. Mm-hmm. Usually the best indicators of an early stage first-time founder that can deal with a market that you can't, right? A market you can't control, a market is random sometimes, a market has trends that can change, and a market is also really impacted by multiple exponents.
0: Right now, the market's terrible because, um, not just because the stock market, not just because VCs aren't investing, but because the Fed is raising rates. Mm-hmm. Right, like The pandemic changed how interest rates work. Interest rates drive everything. Right. Everybody that gives you money got money
1: from a place that has a interest rate attached to it. They either borrowed it or they grew it. Mm-hmm. Uh, i sorry. They either borrowed it or they earned it. But when people put money to work, it has to earn more than what the interest rate is. right? Because effectively, if I'm an investor, and I know we'll get to this later, I'm so mm-hmm. sorry to make a segue, but essentially when money's cheap, everyone's an investor. When Absolutely. money's expensive, no one's an investor right now money's very really expensive because the fed has raised rates and continuously will raise rates mm-hmm. also money's expensive well, they just said they weren't gonna raise anything. no no more. no he said so the in you won't see 75 bips or greater you will still see increases the amount will shrink so mm-hmm. see, right now 75 i think the next one's going to be 50. Mm-hmm. it's december mm-hmm. so it's going to happen again soon um and then 25. so it's going to taper off it's not going to stop right um and so please know that even with that happening the impact on the economy is a lagging indicator of rates. Mm-hmm. As rates rise and taper off, the economy is one year behind the impact. Mm-hmm. So if we're finally. Come so January, we'll be able to have an nope. indication of why we're doing When the Fed stops raising rates, period, or starts reducing them, mm-hmm. which may not happen until the end of next year, mm-hmm. you have another year of impact. So if 2023 impact won't be felt until 2024, by the time rates stop in 2024 being raised mm-hmm. or start being reduced, that, won't, that impact will still be felt in 2025. My forecast is you have two definitive years of, re- of recession mm-hmm. coming, mm-hmm. like guaranteed. We're already in a recession, I'm calling it, mm-hmm. and it will get worse in the next t- 24 months. I don't think we come out of it until 2025 in terms of cheap money and things getting back normal. What that means is for the next two years, anyone who's an investor has a really expensive cost of capital meaning everything they invest in has to be a profitable business or a Mm -hmm. scalable business, which is why you've been using those keywords Mm in this whole conversation. So to bring it back to your answer, since the market is unpredictable or we know the market's gonna be bad for the next two years, to raise equity, you actually really, really do have to have a real business model that makes consistent monthly revenue, MRR, and it's forecastable Mm -hmm. um, on an annual basis, ARR. And your team, after the founder's consideration, is probably the most important thing next to your product. Because when money's expensive and the market's bad, your product has to constantly iterate to serve the population that has the need. And that population that has the need is the US consumer. They aren't spending money, well again, relative to your business model. Mm-hmm. But the US consumer is not spending a lot of money. Inflation is real. The dollar is weak and things are all expensive more than anything else for mm-hmm. any other time mm-hmm. period. So you have to really constantly iterate your business model. The only way you do that is with the team. And that's just not engineers that's your ops people that's your accounting people your finance people mm-hmm. that's your sales people mm-hmm. i think team and founder focus as well as product but that team is more important than ever mm-hmm. ever right now right, right now if i want to be just like a tech founder i can just get a team in the philippines to be a call center hop on fiverr get a couple of people to do the work mm-hmm. design some cool stuff on canva and then hire some engineers off top tile or any other gig economy platform and i can start an agency and start doing like social media agency work or dev agency work. Mm-hmm. I can middleman anything right now, but to be a tech company that's scalable, where I have a product that I'm selling into the market, mm-hmm. the next two years will be harder than ever. Yeah,
0: that's good. That's good information. So let, let's you, you have the team established, right? And mm-hmm. everybody has know their roles and responsibility. You you know who is um, basically the point man of the operation. The Do you want to? Oh, point woman. That's true. Let's not be biased. Not biased. Um, Do you go after? Do you work on your thesis, or what's the next thing? I think. I think the hardest part
1: of your question is that is if, if or. Mm -hmm. Because if you're a great founder, you can probably get a great team. But a great team in this market Mm -hmm. is only going to take a bet on a great product. Right. Right. Because if you, if I'm a top tier engineer, I can make two, three hundred grand in any big institutional. That company, if you're
2: a first-time founder and you wanted me to quit my job to mm-hmm. jump on board and take the risk mm-hmm. that has a high likelihood
1: of failure because mm-hmm. the market's bad, mm-hmm. you better have a real good product, real early set of validation with uh, revenue and a growing customer base. Mm-hmm. If you have those things, you could probably build a team. But I'm gonna tell you right now, the easiest thing for anyone to vet isn't the thesis; it's the team commitment. Mm-hmm.
0: So per, I agree 100. Per per our other conversation. Yeah, yeah. It, it, it's. it's I think the the team is the most critical, and and when I receive decks from people and they don't really describe what the team members' Mm -hmm. experience or skill sets are, the first thing I say, well, how do I know if this thing is going to be any level of success if you can't tell me what skill set do each individual possess in order to make this, this whole vehicle something that's successful? Or if they're even full-time. Like, like, let, let's be clear. The, That's another notion.
1: Yeah, the right. line of demarcation of a successful team isn't just their skill set, it's their commitment level. Mm-hmm. If you're not full-time, mm-hmm. or you shouldn't if you see a deck and it's a first-time founder and everyone on the team is an advisor, red flag, throw the deck away.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: They're gonna they're gonna beat and iterate on their thesis all they want. They can't test it. They don't have a team. Mm-hmm. And advisors aren't worth anything right now. No, but what if you have track right Still. It's full-time team because at the end of the day, if I give you dollars, it's not going to be enough to hire a bunch of people full-time. Mm-hmm. So you still have to have that early commitment. To me, the conviction rate is worth more than ever before. Mm-hmm. If you see a deck from a first-time founder, again, let's stick with a kid from Queens. Just in mm-hmm. Queens. Shout out to Queens. I'm from Jamaica. All three of my buddies went to Columbia. They still live in New York City. Um, and we hired two engineers that went to Stanford, and one of them got a MBA or a, a doctoral, they, they did a PhD at MIT. Mm-hmm. Long story short, those three plus those two and me, all six of us live in the city, and all six of us are full-time. You would you wouldn't even bat an eye. You take sure. that meeting, you take that bet, you'd call every friend you have who even had a, a thousand to put in, mm-hmm. and you would do everything you can to cobble together. The minimal investment amount. Correct. Back that company. That's correct. One, the, one thousand. Three Columbia, Columbia kids, Columbia. two Stanford uh-huh. kids, and a PhD from MIT. Right. Doesn't matter that the, the likelihood of their success is just simply high because they have the horsepower of the team. True. And they got the commitment. And they got the commitment, yeah. and they're all full time. Mm-hmm. You got that much brain power,
0: singularly focused on making one thing become successful. Yeah. 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 So, do you think that because you know back in the days? um,
2: You can still be able to have like a nine to five and then go home and then work
0: on the side. Work on Yeah, right. So you you can commit another eight hours to yourself, right? So you think you're saying that that period may not be available, might not be around because you need full commitment in order to raise that the kind of money that you raise? A better question is if you work as a side hustle nine to
1: five daytime job and you come home and work five to nine,
2: are your customers up and buying product at two a.m.? That's true. No, that's true. Well,
0: yeah. if your customer works nine to five and you let's say it so, let's say you you work in the evenings and then you work in the morning. I I'd much rather take that bet. Much am to take that bet. Mm-hmm. Or let's
1: say differently. Let's say you work all the time, but it's all gig economy. You're you're an Uber Eats driver. You know You have flexibility. You, you yeah. You you your delivery. Hmm. Sure. At the end of the day, you have to be available from eight AM to eight PM to sell your product. You have to be available from eight AM to eight PM to build your team. Mm-hmm. No one's doing interview calls at two AM unless no. they're in the country. No, right? Eight to eight is probably the most important. And I, I honestly, I actually, I'll shrink it. I'll say eight to six. That ten-hour block is the most important business block that exists
0: around the world. Mm-hmm. You need to be working and selling in that eight in that block. Mm-hmm. Simple as that. No, I, I totally agree. So, okay, so now we work on the team. You got the team. And again, wait, wait, and I have to preface this. I'm giving you all these answers right. under the
1: guise of this is a example of a first-time founder, New York City-based
0: person, or U.S.-based person. And that's the reason. It okay. starts now. It starts now.
2: Okay, starts now. <laughs> so
0: yeah. you're starting from, it's like somebody that started from scratch. <laughs> you started from scratch, and then, you know, your first-time founder, mm-hmm. this is the things that you need to know. You know, what? what, yes. what, yes. what are the... What are the steps that's needed in order for you to go through this journey and understand the process, right? So yeah. The process is that the way you laid it out, you know, one of the crucial, crucial things is to make sure that you have uh, some way of selling the product. Yep. Right? And, and then building customers, right? Yep. So now you've got a customer
2: base. Mm-hmm. The next thing you said is really to build your team and have the commitment. Yes. Right? Yeah.
0: So now what is the next sure. phase? Yep. All so right. start with the product, validate
1: it. Mm-hmm then get a team who's strong with skill sets that you don't have that complement you.
2: The next thing is you have to do some semblance of go to market, right? So GTM. Mm-hmm.
1: Um, let's assume that's Assuming you got a um, uh, product market fit. No. So, so let, let's right. take a step back. Product market fit, that terminology is as misused mm-hmm. as when the fellows get around and we say she's bad. Mm-hmm. Break that down. Sure. Yeah. Let's all be honest. A woman that we consider bad, the next man may not say the same degree. That's true. Right? Right. If I say, oh, that woman is a 10 out of 10, yeah. somebody else in <laughs> the crew might be like, man, she a seven. Right, right, right. right. Because it's they have a, a different hard body seven. A hard body up. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and shout out, shout out to the to whole scale. Else. Shout out yeah. to the
0: To
1: <laughs> the whole scale, right? I think, I think, I think the reason why I bring that up is because we laugh, but we laugh because we know that a man's opinion of a woman's physique and look. Is dependent upon that man's taste. Fact. Some brothers Fat. like him yeah. big and thick. Some yeah. like him small and skinny. Yeah. Like Fat. the whole scale, right? Mm-hmm. Right. Some brothers like him different complexions. The whole nine. Mm-hmm. Product market fit is a very similar term in venture capital in the VC startup world.
2: Product market fit can mean per your business model mm-hmm. in the in the
1: in the space you sell to. It can be a yes, clear. I sell to New York City based car dealerships that are mm-hmm. independent so not the not not the Ford brand or sorry all car dealerships are independent um, um I sell to used car dealerships only used car dealerships that are only owned by immigrants in the top 10 markets mm-hmm. okay cool that's a very small that's a niche total adjustable market right right you mean non-US res, well US residents that are not born here mm-hmm. so I sell to used car lots owned by Asians Indians Africans um and and um um, South Americans, right, right. Like let's just say the immigrant population. Cool, I can count that. Right, right. There's 15 major markets in America. Mm-hmm. Each major market has a total, you know, car dealership population of X. The used car dealership population is Y, and the immigrant ownership population is Z. Right, right. I sell to Z. Mm-hmm. Great. That's total addressable market. Segmented addressable market. Tam Samsung. So segmented addressable and some the actual one you're selling to. Mm-hmm. If someone said that that's my niche or my focus, my clear next question is, great, how exactly are you gonna to sell to that specific niche? Mm. Okay? Mm-hmm. Because it's such a small niche, that founder probably could give me a pretty clear answer. He right. or she could say this, 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 right. this, 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 and it's not like, I don't even need to be in used car dealerships. If that's how it works and you did the research and you already tested it and you got that validation, sure, that's scalable. That's a version of go-to-market. If that go to market worked, and someone actually sold to half of all US immigrant owned car dealerships that are used car dealerships. You can say that person has product market fit, they control they've sold to half, right? Of right. All US owned used car dealerships owned by immigrants, right, right, right? As a VC, I could say, uh, eh, product market fit feels like 75%. Another VC could say, she or he has sold to 50% of all used car dealerships Mm -hmm. that are immigrant owned, Mm -hmm. that's product market fit to me. Right, right, right. So right then and there, the term Mm -hmm. is an agreed upon term, just like with the fellows, we can say bad, Mm -hmm. but the definition of accepting if it's actually true or false is based on the person. It's based on the person.
0: So it's an individual thing. However, in the market of VCs and founders, we all agree product market fit ain't two people buying the product or 10
1: or one city. Mm. So I think we use product market fit a whole lot. It's really hard to get. Product market fit takes years. Right. In my example, mm-hmm. if I am the young woman from Queens that sells to immigrant used car, owned pop- used car dealership owners that are immigrant population, how long would it take me to get half of every single one in the top 15 cities in America?
0: <laughs> take me years. It'd take you some time. Take some time. time. Yeah. I got to hit every Caribbean, South American, at Asian, in cities, Indian. But even some cities have their local markets. Of like course. Local areas. And those guys aren't on Facebook all the time. No. They don't read the newspaper. Mm-hmm.
1: Like, come on. Mm-hmm. So that's no different than the kid from the Bronx saying like, look, at one point in time, the Bronx had the most um, auto body shops in all of New York City. Mm-hmm. The Bronx. Mm-hmm. Literally every other corner of the Bronx was Poppy's uh,
0: car, like, right? Yeah, yeah mechanic. Mechanic. And yeah. Queens was number two. Like, who would
1: have ever thought who would did the math? Who did the math, <laughs> right? And if that kid dominated the Bronx, mm-hmm. that still would be product market fit because that's one in five. Right? So product market fit is really defined, generally, high level. Don't, don't take this as, as gospel. But as you have hit a majority of the market mm-hmm. to be a customer. Right, right, right. Majority is just as ambiguous as bad. Right, 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 right. So long story short, it's not about product market fit, long-winded answer. It's actually just about validating um a buyer profile okay right yeah. so market validation is what all first-time founders should go for not product market fit product right, market right. fit takes
2: years right.
1: that's, a, that's a majority ownership of a, or to be a dominant player but market validation is i have multiple customers from multiple places paying me different prices and i've retained them all mm. okay so now that you've broke that down let's go back to the original question cool all right what's next Okay, uh, you should keep me on the path. Yeah, yeah,
0: yeah. So
2: no,
0: No, we are gonna keep you on path because I, on on I on path, want to. Path. Yeah, yeah. I want to make sure that we we try to outline as much steps as yeah, possible. Yeah, yeah, for people, yeah. yeah. Right? All right, so yeah, for, so recap was the founder. Mm-hmm.
1: They, yeah they mm-hmm. have a thesis about a product or a service right, and they got validation because they got a customer who they sold it to. So Turn. step one. Right. Step one is out the way. Step one is out the way. They figured it out of what they want to do and someone paid them for it. Step two is they then built a team. All right. A team that's preferably full-time. Step three is they then devised a clear go-to-market strategy and it's starting to work, right? Mm-hmm. Let's use Alameen as a prime example, right? Just so we can really tangibilize it, mm-hmm. make this tangible. So Alameen, when I met him two years ago, Pavement was an e-commerce platform and he literally had a warehouse in Queens. Right. Okay, so Alameen was selling products around the world. Right, right, right. Alameen then realized that they're really to solve a problem at scale to build a business that makes sense. I have to solve the actual
0: delivery problem, not the product sale. Right, right. Cool. right. So Alameen shifts his entire business model and he starts Pavement, which is literally
1: the last mile delivery logistics platform. Okay, so now Al has a thesis. To make package delivery more efficient, because the inefficiency is a massive cost. It right. costs billions of dollars a year, inefficient. Right. Uh, inefficiency around package delivery and the labor market is sucks and the way people track is terrible. And the tech delivery drivers have is trash. Al says the answer isn't even solving like the things I just mentioned. The answer is in the last hundred feet from the guy to get the guy, our guy that gets off the truck mm-hmm. to the it, the package being dropped off at the door. Alamee says, "I'm gonna build technology for that last hundred feet." Not a foreign concept. Thesis shared by many in a lot of places. A lot of companies have raised money off that thesis. our specificity is, yeah, but the way you actually do it, shout out the pavement, is you make drivers operate like ways where they actually talk and share notes and things mm-hmm, get mm-hmm. and like the efficiency. So, yeah, so you update it in real time. Right. So the communication between the package delivery and driver and the location is shared amongst the masses mm-hmm. cool makes perfect sense al but to start he can't just build tech because if he does he can be the driver and delivery person himself mm-hmm. to validate that he needs a bunch of trucks a bunch of drivers and contracts at all the different distribution warehouses to get so the packages. just not yeah right mm-hmm. so Alameen says I understand that. I come from space. I'm ex-Amazon. I get it. I, I, I. He goes to Techstars. He gets some capital raised because he goes to an accelerator. So all first-time founders recognize that you can go through an accelerator. You don't just have to talk to individual investors to get money. Mm-hmm. There are entities called accelerators that incubate you for three to six months and help you grow your business from scratch. And sometimes they, they buy you, too, or they invest into that. Company. Well, they always do. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Most of them, the ones that are worth it, guys, are the ones that give you capital, at the end, right? So Alameen goes through an
2: accelerator and Alameen mm-hmm. comes out the other side and says, I have clarity in my business model. I know how to scale. I know how to go to market. So he starts getting
1: contracts on distribution warehouses. Now he has to do the hard hustle, which is build a team.
2: Mm-hmm. He has to go backwards. He has an independent
1: pavement team for the company, but the technology has to be validated by users. His users have to be delivery people. So he has to hire delivery people.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: He does that. He gets contracts. He gets trucks. Then he actually has to do a bunch of deliveries and actually aggregate, clean, and synthesize Mm -hmm. synthesize the data. So that's part four. So in our example, Alameem started with a thesis and a product and an early customer. He then got a team. He then got a really clear go-to-market strategy. Mm -hmm. But then he has to execute on the go-to-market strategy, meaning he actually has to show the business scales. So that's what he's doing right now. Mm -hmm. He started off in one market, now he's in four, right? His goal, if you look at his deck on his map, (coughs) He thinks and he believes, and I agree. He needs to be in a double digit amount of cities to make this work. Mm-hmm. If and when he gets to that double digit amount of cities, and has a double digit amount of drivers that are daily doing package delivery, he'll have enough data that he can clean
2: up and then put it into a system that he can literally sell as a, as a subscription service to other delivery platforms. Mm-hmm. So that's so that so that okay. that's that that's the next step. The next step is. After go to market, which
1: is step four. Mm-hmm. Step five is you prove it. Right. Scale the business.
0: Yeah. Shout out to Al too in the business. Big shout out to Al. Mm-hmm. Payment P A Y B M N T. Yeah, yeah. Definitely making some uh, some strong moves out in Atlanta. He's he was Nashville. in Houston, Nashville, right? And so California's up there. California, next. yeah. Right. Right. Yeah, and then he started for, he he made like two pivots, so that's what yeah, I think big people one was, too. Yeah, big ones. Big ones. And I think that was like uh people are scared
1: to make pivots. Huge. But oh, wait, 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 point. wait. You so let's focus on that. Mm-hmm. Alameen, great example, he made two massive pivots, mm-hmm. business changing pivots. Mm-hmm. I met whole him in structure whole structure, mm-hmm. shut fired teams, yeah, shut everything down, started from scratch. Mm-hmm. in the last two years I watched I Alameen mm-hmm. do it three times. Mm-hmm. To me, if you go back to step one on the founder mm-hmm. who has the original thesis mm-hmm. and starts the first product that gets the first sale, mm-hmm. that found it, all these other things don't matter, still come back to that founder. Okay. Period. Mm-hmm. And I think for investors who, and let's be honest to the to the community watching this, investors watch. They don't jump in at the first one. First mm-hmm. and foremost, they make decisions based on FOMO. Mm-hmm. You gotta be a hot deal, you gotta be popular. Mm-hmm. No different than any part of society. If I feel like I'm about to miss out, I'll invest. The only way I feel like I'm about to miss out is two ways. Someone in my circle I trust told me it's popping, or mm-hmm. I've watched you long enough and I see that you're popping. Right, right. Alameen, who started off as a client of Stratum Growth, um, where I literally was advising and consulting for him, mm-hmm. he took every single thing that I taught him, and mm-hmm. he paid me for it. Mm-hmm. But he took every single thing I taught him, and he ran with it. And the biggest thing he ran with that I didn't necessarily teach him because he already had it was his fearless, ability to change yeah that's easier if you're one person mm-hmm. that's incredibly hard if you're a big co-founding team and a big industry and mm-hmm. a big business mm-hmm. my team equally is like that which is part of our success our hundred million didn't come because we had one thing that worked and we kept doing the thing mm-hmm. that worked we got hundred million because we had one thing that worked and we had to beat and iterate on that concept for probably six years until we got to the point now mm-hmm. it's going to change probably three more times yeah, no, absolutely. And you have to be okay with that. And Al Amin is somebody who
0: has not just pivoted the business model. He's had to shut down teams, fire people, and the start from destruction. The, the other thing I like about Al, um, his approach to things is like, all right, I tried it. It didn't work. Let me try something else, right? There's no, there's no hesitation with, um, you know, some people say, all right, let me give it some time. You can't. Right? With him, there's no, there's none of that. And I had a friend like that to a T. He said, you know, Knowing when to exit a company is just as important as starting the company. Mm-hmm. So if something is not working, knowing that you, you have to exit, you can't push it anymore. Yeah. To our conversation, right? Mm-hmm. I had been working in
1: private on that idea six months. Mm-hmm. Literally got all the third parties together, yada, mm-hmm. yada. Totally shut it down in the last 48 hours. That conversation where that idea came out of was my Today's Sunday. Mm-hmm. Today's Saturday. Today's Saturday. That was my Thursday conversation.
0: Mm-hmm. Forty eight hours, whole people change, and now ten times greater than the idea I ever could have been. Mm-hmm. But I think that that that's
1: inherently what it takes. <clears throat> VCs take bets on the jockey, not the horse, and that's said all the time, but it's so true. Mm-hmm. No matter of the five steps that this community is listening to in this video, it still starts with a founder yeah if you are somebody that can't even simply prove even if you're a first-time founder you can prove in your story
0: Mm
2: -hmm.
1: how many times you've dealt with adversity got hit with something and changed Mm
0: -hmm. it's no different than being a founder of a tech company i like that let's let's leave it at that my god so we definitely gonna get you back again to continue this conversation i feel like we just started i know man it's just like we have so much but um back to vc recap steps so yeah let's recap yeah all right so
1: yeah it was five steps yeah i mean well it it was five components the conversation topic is if i'm a first-time founder Mm -hmm. okay and if i'm a first-time founder looking to go out into the market to raise and i have to try to understand how investors work you brought up the fact that there's kind of three tiers of investors Mm -hmm. there's the angel the independent person that you know the homie the mom, the pop someone that could put anywhere from a thousand to ten thousand dollars up maybe even fifteen thousand dollars, but a thousand to fifteen thousand dollars an angel investment round is you talking to five friends that could put up a grand, ten people that could put up two grand, right? So you're gonna work walk away with somewhere between you know five to fifty thousand dollars. Five to fifty thousand dollars is a range to start kind of anything, mm-hmm. right? Let's just be candid. Mm-hmm. Anything under five thousand dollars, you effectively can pay that out of your own pocket from your own income, right? So if you had that five to fifty thousand dollar range of an angel investor, you're talking to them, and you kind of are talking to them only from two different directions. I have a brick and mortar business that is something tangible that you could show up to that makes money, or I have this technology business that I'm going to effectively
2: sell. It's a product or a service. Most often, the mom and pop friends in your
1: circle that can put anywhere from one to ten thousand dollars up, where the dollar amount is five to fifty, that isn't for tech. That's for brick and mortar. Mm-hmm. That's the kid that wants to start the. the the tangible business, the donut shop, the car wash, Mm -hmm. the bodega, right? If you're talking about over $50,000 from an angel investor, Mm -hmm. that's usually technology. That's Mm -hmm. someone that puts money into early stage digital services or technology um, software. Speaking from that perspective, if I'm trying to get an angel investor and I'm a technology founder, my validation number one is I have to be a full time committed founder with a very clear thesis Mm -hmm. that's supported by having a customer that pays me. Mm -hmm. Mm Net-net, right? The second tier of investor is not angel, so the individual that writes small checks. It's someone that's kind of mid-tier. They can write a check that's usually six figures up to a million and they work professionally for a VC firm, but they focus on early stage. They do seed or Mm pre-seed. The third tier of venture capital investor is the institutional investor. They do multi-million dollar rounds, they invest in all stages and they are there for the growth. They can write you a million dollar check. They can write you a 50 million dollar check, mm-hmm. right? Those are the three tiers. If you're a first time founder, you're not talking to the top tier. You don't mm-hmm. need a million bucks. You're not even talking to the middle tier, the pre-seed, seed investor. You don't need 500 grand. You're talking to a group of angels mm-hmm. who professionally earn money that they've invested in, mm-hmm. in, in, in or let's say startups. And they do that validating if you're a full time founder with a clear thesis customer with revenue. One customer, one amount of one dollar amount of revenue coming in, mm-hmm. right? The second step was team. Are you able to secure a full-time team? It's not about the number, it's about are they fully committed? And do they have the skill set that's actually that's needed? Commensurate to the business. Mm-hmm. Is it growing the business? Mm-hmm. Is it complimentary to you? Mm-hmm. Number three was, and I think this is number three. Um, are
0: you do you actually have like a clear um go-to-market strategy, mm-hmm. I think that was number three. Number three, what, uh, yes, because you have the team,
1: go ahead. Yeah, so I think it's number three, so clear-go-to-market means you can tell me the total addressable market, mm-hmm. the segmentable addressable market, and the actual market that needs you're focused on, right? Tam Samsung, is that super crystal clear? And are you actually doing it, right? So we use the example of the young lady who's from Queens who wants to focus on selling a digital service to use car lots mm-hmm. that are owned by immigrants mm-hmm. in the top 15 cities. It. She has gotten ten used car lots across three cities. That's validation. Mm-hmm. She's validating her go to market strategy, mm-hmm. but she had to start with it. So three was having a go to market strategy. Four was actually starting it. Mm-hmm.
2: I believe. I mm-hmm. think.
1: Um, Execution. And 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 yeah, executing on the go to market mm-hmm. meaning you're proving it. And
0: five is product market fit. Right. Are you? Well, the definition would be. No, you know, we we broke down the definition. But benefit. five more was more like market validation. Market validation. Five is market validation, and the fact that you said it still comes back to the founder, right? So five is market validation.
1: Have you actually proven that this can grow per your plan? Mm -hmm. And the market is tough, working against you. Venture capitalists are not writing checks that they used to. Team members are not jumping full time like they used to. You got a lot of headwinds. So those five things, I think, simply to answer your question in this conversation of what it looks like to start, be successful at the start, you need those five. Mm -hmm. You have to be fucking phenomenal. And willing to pivot and shut things down and move and iterate, you really have to be able to have, find people like kind to you. Mm-hmm. You really have to be able to prove you can earn the money. And if you can earn money and earn earn customers, then your go-to-market strategy could make sense. Mm-hmm. But it's gotta be super clear. Execute on go-to-market strategy,
2: mm-hmm.
1: right? Mm-hmm. And then scale it up to get some real market validation.
0: My okay. guy. Thanks for the time. Man, <laughs> to be here, man. Man. Oh, I have to move this you got got to one. this more important we should call a problem yeah. So this is more of we're just this is just strictly for the founders. It's strictly for founders, yeah. It's get started founders, yep. and what you should look for yep. what are the five steps that are needed for you to get started. Remember, it starts now. So um, Cheers. follow Cheers. us, on Salute brother. Follow. Up. Appreciate you, brother. Um You can follow Keenan. He's on IG. You want to use your IG? Your, your yeah, my, my 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 IG is, is real simple. It's Keenan D Williams. Um, K E E.
1: N A N D Williams, my entire name on, on Instagram. And for Twitter, it's D Williams Keenan. So my middle initial, last name, first name. Um, and, but I think the easiest way is don't hit me on social, just hit me on an email. My email is keenan at
0: rezi.co, R E Z I dot co. But definitely follow us on Instagram. Um, it starts now. It starts now, absolutely. Um, if you guys enjoy this content, please hit the like button, please share it. There's a lot of information that Keenan shared with us today that I think is crucial for an early investor or early founder. And I think that's gonna really get you started as far as like the scope of your project or the scope of your journey. And um, definitely subscribe to the channel. Um, definitely helps so that way we can continue to have amazing guests subscribe like Subscribe and like and leave some uh, fire in the comments. Yeah. All three. All three. Because we definitely want more people like Keenan. And Keenan, once again, making congratulations for, uh, you, on man. the marriage. Thank you, man. On the 100 million. I mean, um, 100 million. Yeah, 100 million. Yeah. But, but the bees coming. But the bees is coming. We're going <laughs> yeah. we'll go we'll yeah. go for the big I was going to throw up the sign of bees, but we we'll <laughs> <laughs>